Welcome to the Red Black League Boys High School Hockey Podcast. Today we have Pat O'Leary and Joey Pierce on the show. Mr. O'Leary joins Danny and Carl for a short conversation, and we bring Joey Pierce in to talk about his move from Ely as well as some pickums with him. We'll do some juicy news and nuggets as well as our games of the past and games of the future. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good afternoon, boys. How are you guys doing? You know, Carl, when... Tony said Mr. O'Leary for the third time there. Did that make you think of, like, Mrs. O'Leary's cow from the Great Chicago Fire? Yeah. I I didn't go there, but that's a good place to go. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I was more on the third try of (laughs) the intro, but... Now I know what it's like to be a crappy high school hockey team just getting shredded by you two clowns. (laughs) The outro is really good as well. Yeah, so. it's brutal. <laughs> Just wait to the end of the show. Make sure you listen to the end of the show. <laughs> That's a plug to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I can get to the end. It sucks. But I'm going to try to patch it together later. Oh, how cold is it up there right now, Carl? Um, It is, I think, in the single digits below zero, so it's gotten warmer. <sighs> That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Okay, well... I think we got a lot of news and nuggets this week. Am I right? I, uh, yeah. We. I feel like I need a theme song or an intro now that I'm host, hosting this news. We, we can I give you one. For you. What what music old instruments do we have over there, Tony? Uh, I think there's a that one. That's the mystery. eerie. Yeah, the drum yeah. roll. See, oh. I can't hear any of this, so you could just be doing anything. Yeah. That's a good one, actually. You like that? Yeah, let's do that. News and nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. So stupid. Okay. <laughs> That's the I don't want to know. That's the All right. I don't know, and I don't want to know. <laughs> but... <laughs> let's hear it. What's new in well, the world out there? Well, we have a state tournament. That's new. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Is response, like, okay, are you happy? No, no. no. I, well, it was kind of expected. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we knew that there was going to be a tournament because everybody's kind of back, and they're like, we came back because there's a tournament. Wouldn't that be a weird thing? Like, Leighton Road goes back to the magicians. Yeah. <laughs> it was somewhat expected, but I still think there's a lot of uh, – you know, now that the wild has COVID, yeah, what does that mean? Oh. I mean, are the yeah. wild going to go play over at Tria for a game if they have I mean, to get a home game in? Oof, oof, there's, there's right. no crowd anyway. Why not? Right? <laughs> oof, oof. <laughs> yeah, you goofed. So, yeah, I, I thought about that one the other day. You know, just like you guys bring it up last week. What happens if? One team gets, gets COVID, COVID during the state tournament, or oh, during the state tournament, or a section like they got sick right before the section final. Don't figure that out. Fourteen what? days, blah, blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> not good, not yes. good. Or say, or say, some team gets it, but then 
but doesn't test positive until after they've played the quarterfinal and lost, and so then the team that they Oof. played has to quarantine. Think Oof. of like the crazy scenarios you can come up with. You Oof. could. I just pray no. none of this but, happens. None of us. But that's happens. depressing, and and we won't spend too much time there. So we'll just start by saying, hey, we have a state tournament. It's Yay. starting on Tuesday, which is a change. Weird. So we'll have quarterfinals. Tuesday, Wednesday, um, I believe for the boys, it's going to be an off day Thursday because the girls will be yes. playing their semis. And then semis. Boys' semis will be, will be Friday. Yes. And then all championships for boys and girls will be Saturday. And they haven't listed the order yet, have they? No. No. And we okay. know that 20 games will be on TV, and we... And we assume that the girls' quarters won't be. And they never are. And, and so the, it's a good assumption to think this. Yep. yep. All right. So going from that happy news, we'll now uh, travel down to Wasika for our next little little highlight. Uh, give a shout to Ben Diedrich, the Wasika goalie, who is now the winningest goalie in Wasika school history. With how many wins? hundred, right? Yeah, I'm pretty that's sure. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Well, speaking of goalies who have played a lot, why don't we talk about some of our new commitments? Uh, we had two kids who played high school hockey commit to Division One programs this past week, and one of them is a name from, I think, way back for, for most of us, <laughs> Jake Seibel. Yeah. Jake uh, Seibel has it, played everywhere. Yeah, there isn't I a... I had to pull up... Yeah. Oh, I want to look at his so. elite prospects too. Now that you said seventh that. grade, so he, he played for Cambridge Isanti. Cambridge. Yep, and at eighth grade. Okay, including a game in eighth grade against when really what put him on people's radar, I think, was the game. I believe it was the season opener in 2014. So he was eighth grade against Duluth East, and he made like 60 saves, and Cambridge almost won. <laughs> yeah, I remember then, that game. Uh, then after that, um, well, there's some Bantam Elite League in there, but then you've got uh, a season at Providence Academy. Yeah, a season with the o- Omaha Lancers, 16U team. Then we've got uh, the, the grand tour of the of the, of the Nall, <laughs> Minot, Brookings, the Wilderness, and Aberdeen, and also a stint with Sioux City in the USHL. So uh, he's been amazing. everywhere and he's made it. Yeah, he's got to be a good roommate at this time. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, is what is it? It's, it's February. He makes his commit in February. Yeah. He's got like two months of junior hockey left, and then it's Division Three. And, and, and his numbers are staggering right now in the NA. He's got like a 1.1 goals against. 1.05. Okay. Oh, it's gone down. Mm-hmm. And it, like a 960 or 950. 958. Oh, and he's got a record of 20 and one And he just got D1. That's how hard it is to become a goalie. In Division One hockey to Niagara, which isn't yeah. uh, even a tier. No, program. it's at the bottom third. Yeah. So congratulations to Jake Seibel. I've known Jake since he was probably in sixth or seventh grade, and he's a fantastic kid. Really hardworking, very athletic kid. Yeah, good, good right. commit. Um, what was the other one, Carl? The other one is Luke Johnson of, uh, as Danny affectionately calls them, Saint Cloud Regular, who is headed to Lake Superior State. Another kid I saw play, he played in the, oh, let's see, it would be the Big Pumpkin as a peewee. Uh, he was on a line with Jack Smith, 
and uh, Nate Warner, and they were fantastic Solid. team. And I kept thinking, this kid is really good. And I, I pumped his tires a little bit. People were like, man, you're in love with this kid. You're in love with this kid. I'm like, he's going to be good. Watch. He will be, he'll be a Division One player. And they're like, no way, no way. And for six, seven, eight years, I've lived with kind of a silent bet with another hockey dad out there. And my... <laughs> ship came in this week when Luke Johnson committed well, to Lake State. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Congratulations, Luke, and thank you for making me look smart. <laughs> you need all That's the really help you can here. get. Yes. Tony. All the help. Uh, what else, Carl? All right. All right. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about a a documentary that's being made. Got news this week that there's uh, one in the works on the Duluth East Apple Valley game in 1996. So I'm sitting here waiting for my phone call to be brought in as the historian expert. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Just bold, I guess. Yeah, were you even alive in 1996? Yes. Tony. I was six. Six. Living in Wisconsin. And living in Wisconsin. So where were you when you watched this game? I was living in Wisconsin. I had no idea what high school hockey was. Where's my crickets? There <laughs> okay. we go. Yes. Crickets. Uh, yes. Does Carl own a copy of this game? Have you seen this game before? Uh, I, I, I cannot disclose that information because otherwise I'm going to get like 500 people trying to get get the, get it off of me. <laughs> yeah. So you have seen but it? Yes, I do. Yes, yes I, have I have seen it. DVD. I've, I've seen clips. I've never seen it. I think I put it on in the press box one year during the Class A quarterfinals. When we yeah, were yeah, when we were just like, what's well, something to watch that's good that's not a running time piss That egg. would be a great one. Um, so interesting take. There was someone who posted this. Uh, Lawrence Wang posted this on my, my Twitter feed when I posted the documentary trailer. He said, yeah, I was in college. And I went uh, in the second overtime. We left. We, had to go to a, we went to the bar. And then we came home from the bar, and it was still going on when we got home from the bar. <laughs> my, my memory of a game like that is, like, I drove home during the Minnetonka-Hill-Murray game. Oh, in 2010? 4-5 overtimer? Yeah, yeah, so I drove home from mm-hmm. Nebraska, took a nap, woke up. It was still going on, and it was just like, oh, wow, okay, because Minnetonka was so good that I was like, I'm tired. I want to go out, you know, tomorrow yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we State were there. championship, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a pretty special game. I'm, I'm really excited to see if this project, because this guy's Aaron Briner is the guy that he reached out to me this week and sent me footage, and I tweeted it, and, and he's trying to raise money because it's, it's – it's not to take up too much time here, but it's an interesting what he's doing because he's using he's going to be allowed to use state high school hockey copyrighted materials to make a documentary, um, and if he sells it, he'll have to pay them for those copyrights. Mm. If he's able to just show it and be funded by us fans, see why I'm going with this, yes. like because. Mm. It's not like I went up to the Iron Range to do my band video. That cost me time and money to build something. So sometimes if you can get funded, it, privately funded by a GoFundMe, 
we can get more of these great documentaries made. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see this as a as a producer of content. If he's able to raise ten thousand dollars via a GoFundMe from Duluth East fans and Apple Valley fans, and we'll get more of this stuff. If he's not, he's gonna have to sell this on Amazon, and he'll make money on on Amazon. But he's gonna have to give almost every penny of it right back to the high school league uh, for their copyright that they own. That was sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's I depressing. Why I did you he, bring that up? But I hope he makes. I hope he makes it because he's he's making this come hell or high water. I go well. What happens if you don't raise the money? He goes, I'm gonna sell it. I'm not gonna make any money on it. But I. So I. I what I hope is he's be able to get. Raise a little bit of money, five, ten thousand dollars to cover his costs for his passion project, and I wish him nothing. Best of luck. Hopefully, we can get him on the show to talk about it too. What's his connection to the game? Did you talk? He about? loves sports and he loves doing this. This is he is not okay. a professional. I, I say his work is very professionally done, he, but he has a he's got a forty hour gig. He's doing this as a hobby. And it's very well done so far. And look at who he's got interviews. He's got Lou Nanny, and he's got everybody. He's got Spee on there. He's got him yeah, all. Spee. No, oh, Carl. Oh, my wow. gosh. Oh, it can't be a Duluth East documentary without, without Carl. Carl. I agree. I agree. So I'm, I'm glad we had this in our news and nuggets, that's for sure. Okay, Carl? Yeah. All right. Um, in less fun news, um, I want to send our best wishes to Dodge County senior Caleb Perdue. Uh, Caleb was inter- injured in a snowmobile accident this past week, so hoping for a swift recovery for him. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Um, all right. Um, next one. So there's apparently some sort of mask lawsuit going on. I have not tracked this at all, but Tony, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I don't really know much about it. I mean, it's in the Star Tribune. Uh, Let Them Play is now got their case in federal court. Yeah. That's amazing. And I know, you know, I live on the, I live in Maskville all day long. <laughs> I know that it is very frustrating and very difficult. But I think at the youth level, the kids have figured it out. Um, they either have these CCM masks that kind of just go over their chin guard, and that that's good enough. Um, more and more kids are getting those. Um, some kids wear the masks without a problem, and it's just the high school level. Uh, it, what's pertinent to this? They don't even care. They're not wearing them, and they don't care if yeah. they're photoed. Like you know, it's really hard for us because we can't shoot photos of kids with anything below the mouth. What I don't. What I want to know. Okay, state tournament happens. Are kids going to have to wear masks because it's in this current with this current rules? There's no question. Every kid's going to have a mask at least over their mouth in the state tournament. There's no way that high school league is going to turn the, let them turn those cameras on and kids are going to be are going to be maskless. Yeah, I just think that's no be, chance. It's going to be weird for some of these players that haven't been wearing masks all year to go to wearing one. It is by far the most visible event in hockey is this tournament and if they aren't wearing if they got the mask pulled down to their chin there's going to be outcry from the far left yeah outcry carl your thoughts on that yeah it's we're, we're setting ourselves up for something potentially awkward <laughs> I, say that much. Yeah. I hope this yep. i hope the lawsuit is victorious because it's just one more difficult measure that I have to deal with 
at the youth level, and and I have to do it at the high school level because Brianna goes out and shoots pictures. Peter shoots pictures. I'm shooting pictures in Litchfield this past week, and I'm like at every angle possible trying to <laughs> adjust the, the lens so I'm not shooting some kid with his teeth showing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I had a kid smiling. Brianna got a kid smiling this weekend in Rochester. Unbelievable picture. His mask is all the way down. And I'm like, I can't use this. Yeah, and it was a great picture, too. He's doing, like, this little bird celebration thing after a big goal. Great <laughs> picture. Unbelievable. I'm like, and, it's, and Brianna's like, his damn teeth are showing. We can't use this. I'm like, well, we can use it next year when the, hopefully when the mask mandate is removed. Yeah. You know? Who cares? You know, it's it's worth more in a year one. from now than it is today. Yeah, very so. true. Um, Carl? Well, speaking of masks and COVID, um, it's time for our weekly COVID segment of teams that are on the list. Who has um, COVID? And, and, <laughs> and the <laughs> list... This one's got a song too. I like it, but but what you do not like is that this list is growing, which is mildly concerning at this point. But um, we've got three teams that were on there in the past who stay on: are Sauk Rapids, River Lakes, and Sartell, our little cluster in the center of the state. Um, the three new additions this week are kind of scattered. We've got Rochester John Marshall, got Egan, which is throwing off the whole South Suburban bubble, yeah, and then. Uh, and it turns out private schools aren't immune to COVID either. Providence Academy. Since when does money not like a f- money and COVID? That's the vaccine. I thought the more <laughs> money you have, the then less you, COVID you get. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You know, it's an interesting. I, I've always had it as this COVID thing is a little bit. I hate to say political, but it's a little bit like, you know. I had a I had a group and I can call Minneapolis out on a show. It's a fact at the youth level that didn't come to our tournament this way, this weekend because uh, they had COVID or COVID exposure or whatever. Whatever. Sure. There's a lot of different dominoes that need to fall in place. And then I had a team. I'm not going to name them. Obviously, um, they had exposure to the same team or a very similar team, and they were like, "We're not. We're coming. We don't care what those rules say." And nothing happened. They came and played in our tournament and. And from what I know, they weren't eligible to play in our tournament because of the rules. Some people follow the rules a lot closer than others do, and that's just kind of a it's it's a reality of what we're dealing with in this in this crisis. Well, Carl, yeah, and and I won't I don't want to say this is an example of that. We don't know the details, but we all we do know that Rozo had several players who were exposed in quarantine, but Rozo still played. This Correct. Saturday, so I don't know what's going on there, but. Yeah, it, there's like a yeah. different rule and not I wouldn't say all 149 teams, but there there's probably like three different types of rule following out there. Yeah. Or not following in some cases, right? I remember like this summer I I took a road trip and we stopped in Springfield, Illinois to see some family friends and we went to their country club. And it was like COVID didn't exist at the country club. <laughs> Grandma can come to the country club and hang out, no mask. Because COVID doesn't exist there because you know everybody. And it's like, what? This just this seems weird. weird. The whole thing seems, seems weird. This, this whole thing is weird. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Everything is weird. But we'll conclude our new nugget second segment with probably the weirdest thing I saw all week. So I uh, got sent a picture last night from uh, someone who was at the Minnetonka Eden Prairie game. 
Uh, this picture showed some new banners that have been hung up in the Eden Prairie Community Center. They included, you know, 2020 runner-up banner, yeah, uh, 2019 runner-up banner, yep, they did that too, and a 2018 runner-up banner. Hmm. Hmm. I don't remember them being in the state tournament that year. I kind of remember seeing them in the playoffs, though. They lost to Jessica in overtime. Yeah, I was on <laughs> in the <what> round <laughs> in quarters. It was at home. I saw <laughs> it. <laughs> A four yeah. five. Um, this is one of those banners that gets hung like thirty years from now, and no one would even question it. No, right? No. <laughs> oh, did they have a middle stat uh, on the team? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Made sense. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so Eden Prairie. Um, I don't know if you misprinted twenty sixteen or are just trying to steal Duluthie's runner-up banner, but uh, I don't know what's going on there, but you should probably fix that. Maybe they played for it uh, the next year. Like Mike and Lee said, hey, we'll play it for that runner-up trophy. <laughs> Mike just said you can <laughs> have sure it. you can have it. I don't care. It's a doorstop <laughs> for me. <laughs> Carl, you want to tweet out that picture just so people can see what that I looks like? I, I will. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. This, this deserves to be roasted. More broadly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is a weird news and nugget. Yeah. What else do we got? We got some top tens. We sure. Should, we yeah, should let's do, roll it to some top tens. We should do A first. Okay. Because um, then we'll save the suspense of double A longer. Fine. So let's do A. Carl and I did this on my trip back from Rochester today. So these are very fresh. I yep. haven't seen them yet. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I've got them on paper where to- well, Tony was driving, so I'll read them off. Yep. So, number one, drum roll, Hermantown. Okay. No yep. drum roll for that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> number two, we are sticking with Matamidi. And I'll give the justification here. Um, I think Matamidi is the defending state champion. Um, I think they've played a way tougher schedule than Gentry. And until Gentry can beat Matamidi, there no, will be number three in my rankings. Or until they lose to a Class A team. Probably. Or I lose to a Class A team. Okay. Yep. Agree with that. Yep. Sure. Okay. Number three is the aforementioned Gentry Academy. And they were just absolutely dominant this yeah, week. they crushed. They were good. Including against a Little Falls team who was their first sort of serious competition. Yes. <laughs> Didn't act like it. Nope. Nope. Number four, East Grand Forks. Who defeated number five? Four owed. Yep. Easy. I, easy. I, yeah. The only I could see East Grand sliding up, but they do have more losses. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. All right. Now, number six is <laughs> brought out of the bag, but we went with Orono. Yeah. And tell them why. Tell us why. Well, unlike other teams, they're actually winning games. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good reason, actually, for them, too. Yeah, their only loss was to who again? Holy Family. Yeah. Who's, you know, a decent double-A team. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to agree with that. Yeah. So they're number five. It's it's kind of like with the new addition, number six, with, with the new addition of Gentry, it's kind of like the usual suspects yeah. are back yeah. in, in single-A. Yep, yeah, that's true. All right. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Denfeld, happy to see off the COVID list and back playing and doing nasty things to North Shore. They were not nice to North Shore. <laughs> What's the North Shore mascot? I don't know. Do they have uh, one? I don't. 
think they do. I don't know. It's, it's a, a co-op. Co we can look at your book after. I know. I know. Is they don't have a mascot? I I don't think so. Okay. Longshoreman. The Shoreman. Yeah, the Shoreman. <laughs> Gordon Fisherman. <laughs> like that's that's what it looks like. It looks like the Gordon yellow jacket. I was jacket. so disappointed with their jersey. I thought it was gonna be cool. No, it's just a black. It was not good. Sure. It was no. not good. Yeah, it's terrible. Ely Lame. has a great jersey. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Mm. Who's eight? Eight. Well, then we get into what we call the 6A cluster. We yep. got Alexandria. Mm. Yep. yep. No, nine is Little Falls. Okay. And 10 is Fergus Falls. And the fungus did well. They beat regular <laughs> this Fergus week. The Fergus fungus. It, it, yeah. They beat regular. They beat regular. Alex lost to Bemidji, and I yeah. have that listed. Eek. Yep. Alex yeah. sliding just a little bit. Yeah. There. Uh, All right, now we get to go to the doubles. Okay, double A. Write these down. Hang on. Pencil, paper. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't know I was being recorded. Uh, number one, Maple Grove. <laughs> I always write it down. <laughs> Carl, the whole podcast is recorded. <laughs> yeah. It's called Roadcaster. I'm glad, I'm glad someone caught that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Lake DeSalle, do we get that one down yet? Yeah, they're number two. Yep. Yeah, they're, they were good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Number three, Eden Prairie. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Number four, Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were they outside <laughs> of your top ten at one point? <laughs> wow. Season. Oh, just oh, the Greyhounds are number eleven this week. <laughs> you, you gave me just as much crap to Rozo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm about it was we were equal opportunity on Rozo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Five Benilde. Benilde's like a, a hard one to read right now for just me. default right now. Yeah. They're just beating Metro West. And Metro West, yeah. sorry, is just no. average at their at good teams. Best. At best. Although mm -hmm. I like St. Louis Park, yeah. and they throttle yeah. St. Louis Park. Yeah, I know. The problem with yep. St. Louis Park is there's just... Uh, like they do good, they I beat Edina. I was so bummed then, uh, when they didn't give Benilde the game. I know. I was hoping for a better game there because they would have really thrown a wrench in. They'll 6AA. play again. They'll play again. Agree. That would have thrown a wrench in this week. Yeah. yeah, they do play this week, don't they, Carl? Right? Yeah. Yes, they do. Yep. All right. Who's sixer? Yep. Six is St. Thomas. I was going to say we're got to be coming up on St. Thomas Hill yeah. range now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hill. Yep, seven, seven is yeah, Hill. Hill. Now I think we get to Creighton. No, no, we get to Wyzetta. We get to now. Ooh. I, what did Wyzetta do this week? I, they were kind of a little off my radar. They played Buffalo and St. Mike. And That's all they did this week? I think so, and they crushed they steam, them. Steamrolled them, yeah. I, I yeah. think like 15, so we really didn't learn 15 much. to 2 in goals or something like that. We didn't that. learn much there. No, okay. we, what we do learn is Wyzetta can no. score. Yeah. And that's yeah, new. Not insignificant when you never scored before. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> They've never scored before. <laughs> All right. Two more. Pat. No. Okay. <laughs> Number nine is Pyre Lake. Even Ooh. though they lost. Just silence. I don't know how I feel about that yet. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll ask we'll him start. 11, 12, 13 here in yeah. a minute. So, because we say, then we can agree or disagree. Yeah. And then 10. Mm -hmm. Cretan. Tennis Cretan. Yep. Mm. 
Didn't they yeah. lose the Stillwater? They did. They did. Mm. They dropped seven spots. Is <laughs> that their <laughs> is that their first loss? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yes. And then just for fun, uh, I want to see yes who you got like bit. eleven through fifteen, just so I can see what Prior Lake, why is that a Prior Lake and Cretan were compared against? Sure. Cool. Let's go quick. Uh, yep. 11, 11 is Andover. Twelve is Rosemount. Thirteen is Minnetonka. Fourteen is Edina. Fifteen is Stillwater. Yeah, yep. That would be uh, who I would have thought too. Somewhere in that range. I like your Andover. Mm-hmm. I don't think Andover has earned their way into the top ten yet, Not even yet. though they played Maple no. Grove fairly close. It's five to one. Yeah, yeah, but, but it was at least it was close, close at the start in comparison yeah. to Centennial. It was really close. This Maple Grove team is good, and we can probably talk we'll about get to that, that. Yeah. much late, much more detail in a bit. Well, that does it for our top tens and news and nuggets. Huge shout out to our sponsor, the Red and Black League. Red and Black League is a great league for just about anyone outside of the super, super elite players. If you're looking at uh, junior varsity, varsity players, some junior goal players playing the league, spring, fall, multi-sport, no checking, great option for players from all over the state to participate against each other. You can join with your teammates. You can join solo. It's a fantastic league. Great people who run it, so you're going to get treated fairly, um, and you'll, you'll have a good time. Red and Black Leagues. Dot com. Check them out. We'll take this away into our interview with Danny and Carl with their interviewee, Pat O'Leary. Well, thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here today with Wyzetta head coach, Pat O'Leary. Pat, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, guys have a good season starting off so far, and been lucky to see you guys play already, so that's it's kind of it's fun to have you on. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a good start to the season so far, and uh, with everything that's going on, uh, we're just happy that we're playing, and the kids are having fun out there, so it's been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as always, it's a lot of fun to see your guys' teams um, compete, and, you know, especially when – you come and see Wyzetta play, you definitely notice you on the bench, Pat. You have a very vocal coaching style, I would say, and um, often really get into the games. Where did you develop your coaching style from, and um, where does that kind of come from and come out during the games? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very passionate person in general, I think. Um, you know, everybody that knows me knows I'm pretty, you know, fiery guy and uh, passionate about things like that, so I just – I don't know if I developed it anywhere or just, um, you know, I think one thing happens is, is if you play in a lot of big games and stuff and, you know, whether it's as a player or a coach or whatever the case may be, like you just, you start feeling that kind of, you know, the passion and the adrenaline and stuff like that. And you, you know how much, you know, one to five plays, let's say is the easiest way to play. It can, you know, sway a game so much. Um, so you just kind of take it real seriously. And, you know, I just, I, I put a lot of pride in it and the rest of our staff does too is, you know, we're going to give everything we can to our kids and the best opportunity to, to succeed. And then ultimately it's up to them on the ice and, you know, hopefully they kind of feed off our energy. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about your style as a coach, you know, as a game manager too. So you, I think you're unique in that. Wyzetta teams often will be, you'll see them rolling four lines. You feel like everyone has a role on the team. So how did that develop and why do you kind of coach that way? Yeah. I mean, I think it happened. I mean, it, it's, 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 
to be honest with you, if you watch us lately or, you know, anything, watch us practice, we kind of, we changed a little bit to be honest with you in the last couple of years. Um, I mean, even like this year specifically, um, you know, we don't play full lines as much as we have in the past. Um, you know, we got some higher end guys that are scoring more goals. So we're trying to get them on the ice a little bit more, but, um, you know, it depends it's game to game, but, you know, looking back, I mean, it started, you know, eight or nine years ago when, you know, we had a, we were starting to get some good players into the program and, and you know, some high level guys and, and, but it was just trying to get everyone to believe in, you know, a situation and, you know, one kind of t- team deal and, um, you know, earning ice time and stuff. And I, I think that's really important. So uh, that's kind of how it started. And then, you know, it's just one of those deals we started realizing that, you know, if you can get your third or fourth line guys to kill penalties or, you know, take, you know, go, go up for faceoffs after a goal. I mean, it just really allows you to rest your top guys. And, um, and it kind of puts pressure on them too to, 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 you know, be the player that they need to be and score for you at, at some big times. And, uh, yeah, and, and it, it really creates a great atmosphere of practice as well. So um, it's just good development for all of our guys. So why is that a place in the Lake Conference? They've played in the Lake Conference, I don't know, for probably 10, 15 years now, it seems like. It, I would say across probably the whole state, there's a bias of Lake Conference, you know, that the Lake Conference is good. It's like the SEC for college football. Nobody likes to talk about them being better. And then when you do talk about the Lake Conference, uh, you know, having better teams and maybe being a tougher schedule, people (laughs) just roll their eyes. Um, What do you say to the Lake Conference bias type of thing? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it's, if you're a late conference coach, you know, you know what the talk is and stuff, but it's it actually, I actually had a, an interesting conversation with uh, Sean Goldworthy, you know, three, his first year that he came to coach at Minnetonka. And I kind of just told him, I said, I said, you, you don't know what you're getting yourself into until you're actually in the, the meat of the, the late conference. And he, he kind of, you know, played it. I mean, he'll tell you that he played it off a little bit, but then, you know, at, at the end of that season, we had our meeting, he just was like, wow, exactly what you said was true. He's like, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's 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 it, every day your kids are challenged in a, in a game. You know, it's a high level game, and if you look at the stats on it, which is you know kind of the, if you want to throw the bias word out there, whatever you want, but I don't have it in front of me. But if you look at the stats um, of the last, let's say ten, just because that's an easy number, mm-hmm. state champions, I think it's like eight out of ten are from the late conference. Um, and then and and then if you look at who's who's been in the state championship, it's been a late conference team every year, if or not two. So it, I mean. You can say bias that it's you know the schedules are tougher or whatever the came, but those guys at the end of the year, those teams um, are obviously you know well tested and have the ability to play against anybody and end up winning at the end of the season. That's just I mean that's just the numbers what it is. I mean it's, so it's it's hard. To, I understand there's probably a bias on it, but you know that's just the, it happens that way every single year. It'll it'll happen again this year. Um, you know it's you know there'll be teams that will be ranked you know thought ahead of us or Edina or whatever for our section for the, the seedings and. Um, you know, that's just what will happen and, you know, it'll we'll battle over where we're at and, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's, we'll take, if you want to look at it as the SEC, I don't know if it's that big of a deal, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we, we love it. It's just good for our kids. It's good for our programs and, you know, our, and our kids thrive on it and love it. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's fun to be a part of. Let's talk about that a little bit with um, this year's schedule. This year's schedule is completely different, but you still have one of the best schedules in the state. Um, talk about how maybe playing, I don't know, Tonka probably three times or something like that is going to tee you up um, 
a little bit more come playoff time. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the thing about it was is, is I was asked by somebody else's question too earlier in the season, but, uh, um, you know, when we when everything started unfolding and, you know, the season got compacted and so on and so forth, the first thing I did was I called Kurt and, and Goldie and I just said, hey, like, if this thing all doesn't, you know, pan out the way that we want it to with whether it's you can only play these amount of teams or, you know, some of the conferences are only forced to play themselves or, you know, so on and so forth, I said, I said, I would love to, we would, if you guys want to play, let's just play each other three times each, you know, and, uh, yeah. And they said a hundred percent. Yes. So we mm-hmm. kind of, we started, we started with that, um, not knowing what would unfold for the rest of the time. Um, but, and then from there, what I, what happened was is those kind of, those games filled themselves in, they filled ourselves in with the rest of the late conference schedules. And then we found out what we were allowed to do after that. And for us specifically, we were allowed to, we, we, we couldn't go up North to Moorhead or Rapids or anything like that, but we're allowed to have them come here. And so then that's kind of how I felt the resting with, with Moorhead and, you know, and, and this whole Murray can come across town and, and Grand Rapids is going to come into town and so on and so forth. So um, it turned out to be really, really tough, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> um, and it's great. I mean, it, 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 it's been fun so far. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think it, it, none of the guys are going to complain about, you know, getting the battle of those teams. I mean, we'll, uh, we've already played Tonka twice and we'll play them again. And we're going to start the three versus Edina next week. So it'll be fun. Yeah, and then let's talk a little bit about Section 6AA, too, because obviously got um, a couple of late conference teams in there, so you and Edina playing each other many times, but then you're not going to see you know, Creighton at all this year. Then I think you do play Benilde, but it's uh, a lot of great teams, and you're trying to figure out where they stack up against each other. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, I think it's last year, it's specifically this year, but this year and last year, I think, it's been, you know, I, I would put six double A up against any of the other sections, to be honest with you. Um, Nine oh two was really tough last year, and so on and so forth. But uh, you look at it, the, the top to bottom with the, you know, how Creedence came on in the last couple of years, and Blake was obviously phenomenal last year, and Benilde been building where they're at right now, and, and it's a great team. You know, they're, they're undefeated right now. So, you know, and then you obviously have us in Edina that are, you know, always, you know, like you said, the a late conference bias team. So you put them in there, and St. Louis, St. Louis is tough, or St. Louis Park is tough this week, this year too. So it's, I mean, there's just a lot of good teams, but, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously. Um, you know, we're just continuing to play where we're playing and the whole Cretan situation and, you know, not playing anybody in our section is going to be an interesting one, but you know, that's not their fault. They, the schedule is what it is and they play their schedule and, you know, we play ours and we'll see at the end of the year what happens. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't lose more than one or two games all year with their schedule, but you know, the kids got to play still, but you know, I think we'll, at the end of the day, it'll, it'll come to the, I mean, the hard part about it for us and for everybody is, is with the, the new section deal where home team gets the, all the way to the state tournament. That's a big deal. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, obviously your team's still got to be playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to battle to to get where we want to be. And obviously the Dyna games will be something and the one game versus Vanilla. That's the hardest part about it. We always talk about this in our section games is like a one game playoff anytime during the season. You know what I mean? Like beating somebody once on a one day thing with high school kids is, you know, that, it, it, that determine everything about your section seating. And, you know, it's, Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, it's it's going to be a battle. Uh, yeah. Then let's talk. Wait. Go ahead, Dave. Um, Pat, so is the lower, or the higher seed going to get um, uh, home ice for the whole playoffs then this year for six? Yeah, all the way to the section. Yeah, the section final is a, is a higher seed. Oh, okay. So no Mariucci. So that that's kind of a benefit then, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 there's two ways to look at it in my mind. I mean, it's like now you have the COVID situation with fans and stuff. So there's, 
I, when I talked to a couple of the coaches that we played against, like home ice advantage isn't that much more than it than it was in the past. You know, because there's not like if you go to Grand Rapids three years ago when they you know when they won the state tournament, <laughs> there's five thousand people in the stands. Like that's uh-huh. a huge advantage at home. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas now there's just you know there's a hundred people in the stands and it's mainly parents, which is great. And so you take a little bit of the home ice advantage out of it. But the bottom line is, is if, I mean, you're, if you're hosting the section championship at your own rink, it's got to be some sort of positive, obviously. Yeah, I wonder if you can use your locker room too, because uh, the way Hill can't use their locker room at Aldrich in four, but that's yeah. probably another conversation for another day. Yeah, I don't, that's a great question. I have no, I didn't, I haven't read between the lines on that much. I, you know, I, I would say that it, I would say that this is a different year, maybe. So I would say probably, but you guess I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, Carl. All right, let's let's talk about the team that you have this year. You know, as you mentioned, you you do have some real offensive talent this year, you know, which is kind of unique because you know over the years you've really built this reputation around defense. So tell us a little bit about what what you've got this year and what we should look for. Yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, our, we got you know six returning forwards that are seniors, um, which is obviously nice. Um, you know, we have one line that's played together, you know, not off and on, but the majority of on since they've been sophomores, which is obviously really nice to have. Um, and then we got, you know, our, our top line was, uh, OC and Keller and, um, and we actually got a younger guy, Johnny Matson playing with those guys right now. They're, they're, they're pretty dynamic as well. So and then you look at our third line, you know, it's, it's got a senior on there or two seniors on there and, a, and another guy that, that plays hard too. So it's, it's, we got a good group of kids up front and, you know, Carson Peters on the back end is, is a hundred percent our leader on the backside. And, um, you know, the, the boys have been really following his lead on the, the, de- the defensive side of the puck and he's been doing such a good job of you know, in practice, kind of, you know, leading our guys and showing them the expectations of how you work in practice. So it's, it's great to have him back there. And then we got a sophomore goalie that is really good. So, um, and he's kind of figured out his way out for the first, you know, three, four weeks now. He's playing well right now. And um, he's a very talented young man and we're excited for him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I, yesterday we were in the locker room talking about some stuff for this next couple of weeks. And, and our assistant coach, Bill Rooney, said, he goes, guess what our power play is as of after Thursday night? And I said, I don't know, 25? He goes, no, 46%. And I'm like, wow, I don't think I've ever been, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever had a power play like that. So um, it's fun. You know what I mean? The kids are doing well and, you know, we're putting them in positions to succeed and they're doing it and they're coming to the rink every day and we're putting pucks in that. I mean, I don't know what we have in the last four games, but I think it's like 24 goals. So um, it's exciting to watch and put pucks in the net. Yeah, it's certainly a fun team to watch this year. Um, and looking forward to seeing how far you guys can get in sections and possibly even into state. So um, thank you, Pat, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, it's been a blast. I appreciate you having me. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Pat, for that great interview and joining our show. Um on the Red and Black League coaches interview. Uh, before we jump into the games of the past, I got a few here that were had Red and Black League players who did well. Chase Holcomb from Oconia in their loss to Orno. He had a hat trick. Austin Amelzi from St. Louis Park had three points in their fun, exciting win over Chaska, 6-5. to five. And Jace Addy from New Alm had two goals and two assists in New Alms win over Fairmont, nine ripper to get the uh, 
uh, games of the past segment off the ground. What do you got for us, Danny, on the rest of them? Well, I got some good ones this week. Um, Litchfield, Dasso, Cocado 3, Hutchinson 3 in overtime. Tony, you were at that one. Just going to say someone from the staff was at that game, and I really enjoyed myself. It was a fantastic <laughs> game. I, I, I don't want to, like, stereotype um, Hutchinson because they have such a football tradition there and, and Litchfield, but it was like football on ice. These guys lit each other. They were sore the next day. I guarantee you there was so much body checking. And You know, sometimes in a game, the first 10 minutes of the game, they'll be hitting each other. No, 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 no. This was 51 or 59 straight minutes of body checking. It was just a battle. And, it, you know, and I really wish there would have been a full house, but they had a lot of fans there. They had the full 150, I'll say that. <laughs> they, I don't think, I mean, and I mean, honestly, I don't think they went over sure. egregiously, sure. but I'm sure there was probably a couple hundred people there. Generated a good crowd. Um, I kind of like it sometimes when you get a 200 people in the building. It's manageable. It's not so hectic and chaotic and little kids running around with sticks and stuff. Yeah. It was manageable. It was fun to be there. Um, I'd never been to Burrich Arena in uh, Hutchinson. Hutch. I've never been to Hutchinson in my life until that day. Downtown <laughs> Hutchinson is super cool. Uh, the whole thing was kind of neat. You're I really moving enjoyed next it. week, Tony? I might be. If I find, you know, I might have a new address soon. It was nice. <laughs> I really liked it. Good hockey, too. You know, the only difference, now I'm trying to examine from a hockey perspective, too, what's the difference between a 2A team? Yeah. And, or, because you know, Hutch has three been. 3A teams and, and a 2A team or a 5A or a, or a 7A team. Yes. I think the key difference between their players, a little bit skating, but I think it's puck confidence is what I see. Okay. They don't have as much puck confidence. A lot of kids getting the puck, and maybe because they were going to get their head taken off, they were just <laughs> getting rid of it. You know, there was a lot of hot Here potato. There was a lot of Here hot potato go. hockey. Not a lot of kids as confident with the puck on their stick. That's the only drawback. And if you can buy into a system, I think both of these coaches do a nice job with their kids from a skill development. And I really liked it. I like both these teams. I can see why they're having some success against the two, I mean, Section 2A teams yeah. so far. Yeah, and um, both have had that success. I would say Hutchinson is really the 2A killers this year. Yeah, um, I can see why. Yeah, they got a few boys that are just humongous. I mean, <laughs> for tackles. sure. Uh, for, <laughs> if not linebackers, there's one, number six. I can't remember his name. He was gigantic. Strat-it was his name. Oh, my God. He was enormous. <laughs> enormous. And good, too. But, you know, they plant him right in front of the net. And he ain't it, moving. It was a great game. But, I mean, the D-man the D for um, Litchfield, are all, they all look like double-A players. I mean, oh, they, really? they rushed the puck. They, they do not lack... Puck confidence, puck handling confidence. So two good teams. If they if they meet, and you also got to remember New Ulm's in that section too. So I think there's going to be some fun little section semis and in, in section finals this year. Yeah, 3A is juicier than it has been in years past. Agreed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Moving over to 2A, um, Breck 4, Delano 3. I can th- officially say Delano, you're – Enjoy home ice now because you're not going to see it in a couple of weeks because mm. you are not going to be the one or the two. You'll be seat. wearing orange <laughs> the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Hill Murray, f- 
five, Matamidi two. Good win. Good for, indicator. Yeah, and good win for Hill. Hill got some goals this week, which I I like to see. They got ten goals this week. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a good score for them. Um, East Grand Forks three, War Road two. That's the game of the week, I think. Yeah. Uh, and especially in, in single A. Single A. That that definitely affected our rankings more than anything. That game. Carl, what what was your takeaway on this one? Uh, I think it goes back to what we said. I think was it last week about War Road? You know, like really pretty, fun to watch. But when they get to that deeper, you know, team that can wear them down, keep it going, that's they're in trouble. Yeah, and I hats off. They kept East Grand. You know, this is a close game, three to two. Um, we'll talk about another East Grand score later on. But I think these two teams are equally matched. This year, or at least pretty close. What would you say, Tony? You just rolled your eyes. I, no, I'm not rolling my eyes. I just, I, I have a lot of good friends in both towns. Oh. And it's oh, really hard. You. Whenever I pick one, the other just destroys me. Whenever I, it's like every time the result of these two teams playing causes me more heartache than anything. I love both teams. I think either one will be a great, will be a, a state semifinalist for sure. I agree with that. I just think that East Grand mm-hmm. proved why they'll be in the state tournament this year. They have a more seasoned group of skaters than World does. World doesn't have a Slukinski. I mean, they do. Their, their goaltender is a, a Slukinski, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Good save. No, yes, they do have a Slukinski. <laughs> I can see one of you guys. His name is Hammer. That's a good name. He's got a great name. Hampton is his real name, but everyone calls him Hammer. Oh, that's good. Um, Maple Grove, five and over one. Okay. Maple Grove, number one team in the state. No question. I think they're a unanimous all coaches poll USA Today. Parentheses hey. eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> like they they have every vote yeah. right yep. now. They are playing very, very uh, good hockey. Let's see let's see what QRF says. Oh, I know. I don't think they are in QRF. <laughs> they're not. I don't yeah. think they are. The BCS like computer poll is saying that neater, they're neater, not. Neater, neater, <laughs> what does it say for Maple Grove? Apparently uh, we didn't delay we... this long enough. Let's talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: they're scoring on Olympic size ice right now, which, yeah, is, which is hard to do. Hard to do, and I, I don't know. This team is getting to the point. I, I think they're going to be undefeated. Oh, where? Yeah. All you think twenty four and zero? Are you saying eighteen and zero? I'm saying eighteen and zero for yeah, sure. All right. All right, I, I'm not arguing on 18 at all. No question, no question. Carl, did you find QRF yet? We yes, st- I did. Oh, okay, cool. in the right year. <laughs> okay, oh, they are. They are now not number one. They, they are. are number one. Okay, that so, that was a great. Still, pause. still water is number four. Still water is number four. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rogers is number ten. We got uh. Forest Lake at thirteen. Owatonna at fourteen. It's it's a great system. Oof. I, I love it. Have I told Owatana. you about it before? Oh, Enough said. Um, okay, moving on to talk about Stillwater, though. 3-2 to two win over Creighton. They were in cruise control. It really looked like, for the most part of this game, they were winning for the most part. Um, so, I don't... Greg Zanin's their coach, right? Yes. Did you ever see Greg Zanin play when he played professionally? Do I have to say yes or no to that? Because I really don't think I did. That'd be a no then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is, Greg. I mean, was, I don't watch professional hockey. I know, but 
maybe a saw playoff game or something. But he was a tough defender. And I think they will be a very good defensive team. They may, be, they may become the Wyzetta of the eastern. Of the east side? Of the east side. <sighs> That's what Wyzetta, they will be that team. And I think they're going to be a tough team to beat, even for Hill. Yeah, I, Hill Not doesn't need year, a. but in the future. Yeah. They got plenty of good kids coming up through the, the youth ranks. Carl, you dropped Creighton seven spots for this. Yeah, ruthless. And I, I, I did, I did catch a little of this game streaming. I was bouncing around between a couple of them, but I have to be honest. I watched this game, and it, it was like there wasn't that much separation between them. Honestly, this wasn't like some fluke game where one team gets forty saves and pulls it out. It's like honestly, Creighton. I, I need to see more from them. It's fair enough. You probably won't see more out of them is kind of with their <laughs> well, schedule, and that's kind of the hard part yeah. right now. But I mean, what they can do is do what Maple Grove is doing, and you know, run up convincing margins against okay teams. Huh. I'm willing to they, argue they were for that a week or two. Now they're not. the The mediocre level, the average level of the Northwest Suburban Conference, might be on par with the Southeast. But I really like Maple Grove is just that much better. I feel like right now. Yeah, I, but think, I don't know if you have this score on your list, but they beat Roseville three to one. Roseville. That, that's not like No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Northwest is deeper than the I think so too. I think the Northwest yeah. is the um where whatever that conference prior lake, um like South Bills. Suburban. South Suburban. Yeah. I think it's comparable to last year's South Suburban. Yes, I agree with that. Um sure. and a Northwest score. Blaine five, Totino four. That's an eye popper. That's an eye popper to me. Yeah, especially how Blaine's... Blaine is climb, climbing back up. <laughs> yeah, I don't probably know. Probably like the three seed and five for Blaine now. Yeah, and and two weeks ago we were like mocking Blaine. Like, yeah, this we were poor. That would be a good game in 2017. Remember Carl said that? Yeah, I know. We, yep. we were shoveling dirt on their grave. <laughs> we <Just> were <laughs> with glee, with glee. Remember Brunsinski? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good win for them, and their yeah. coach is such a good coach. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm I don't I'm kind of excited that another team is kind of in the mix. Um, and then Gentry Academy, Little Falls, Gentry 8, Little Falls 1. Gentry's oh. this good. They're unbelievable. So They yeah. could win state this year. Yeah. They're deeper. They're for sure deeper than Hermantown. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they don't have a Joey Pierce, but they are fast. They're aggressive. Um, I'd like to put them at number two. I just don't think it's fair because they haven't played a Really, a tough game They'll, yet. I think they play Montemiti later on in the season, but I would have to look. Gentry? No, no, no. They've got Blake this week, yeah. which is sort of interesting. But, but they're on a free fall, too. And we'll, we'll get to that in a yeah. minute. Um, okay. Bemidji 5, Alexandria 3. Good win for Bemidji, but it's a question mark for Alex. Raise that's a red flag. Like yeah. red, red flag for me. I something must be up because Alex had started super strong and now that's a Bemidji ain't that good. Mm-mm, no. Uh-uh. 
Um, Eden Prairie 5, Blake 1. This was the start of Blake's bad week. Um, but Eden Prairie, again, looking strong. Moorhead 2. Yeah. What, Carl? You you had something on that one? No, I, I, I did watch part, part of this one, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to say. Eden Prairie was in pretty thorough control start to finish. So. You watched Not a lot of Eden Prairie this week, didn't you, Carl? I did, yeah. That's probably the interview with Luke Middlestat. You're like buddies now. And... Yeah, Kuka, remember yeah. me? Kooks. My, my buddy Kuka. <laughs> Kuka Barra, hi. <laughs> That's Carl on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know what? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, Moorhead 2, East Graham Forks 1 in overtime. Kobe Creer. Colby Creer. Score. It's such a great, did you see my tweet? It's yes. so awesome. Yeah. So Carter's brother is the assistant coach for East Grand. East Grand Forks. His little stinky brother scores the game winner to beat his team. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. Pam and, and Greg Creer must have been beside <laughs> themselves during that game. <laughs> um, no, that, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Monticello 4, North Ranch 3 in overtime. Yeah, interesting score. Yes, in that was a, a significant score I posted mm-hmm. because of the, the five A implications there. It also tells me that North Branch is better than we thought they were, and they still lost. You know, Kroll from the Cody team. Kroll. Yeah, yeah. Um, Edina three, St. Thomas Academy two. I thought this was a really good win for Edina. Yeah, and it, it tells us a little bit more about St. Thomas too. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, Grand Rapids 5, Rozo 1. That was up at the Memorial Building, wasn't it? It was. And that's a really good win for Grand Rapids, too. Even with a couple players out, Carl, it's still a good win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. Oh, thank you. Um, Orno 3, Hutch 0. So Orno who keeps winning, okay, and they win against Hutch, who has beaten everybody else in two A. So yep. good win for Orno. Moorhead three, St. Cloud regular one, um, just a eight double A score there. Andover six, Centennial three. I think Andover. I've seen Andover play. They're a lot better than I thought they would be to start this season. And I'm going to say this about Centennial. They are who we thought they are, right? <laughs> yeah. They are about uh-huh. where we think, right? You know, we they have in the three Northwest, really good players. Yeah. In the Northwest Suburban, it's Maple Grove way up here, Andover slightly behind them, and then Totino, you know, Blaine. Blaine, Centennial mm-hmm. are all in a pool by themselves. Elk River, even. Elk yeah. River, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I would say Champlin's now trying to, like, get invited to that pool party. Yeah, and we thought for sure they'd be in the pool party. Yeah, I know. But, we thought the pool party might be in, at their house. And it's not. Not there. It, it's There's not. no pool. It's not. It's not at the forum. It's, no, it's not. Um. <laughs> Interesting score, White Bear Lake 2, Park of Cottage Grove 1 in overtime. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even with the addition of Leighton Road, this team is not clicking on all cylinders nope. yet. Agreed. Um, Benilde 5, Chaska 1. And as you mentioned before, Chaska and St. Louis Park, that was a 6-5 to five overtime win for SLP. So kind of the separation of Benilde in their conference yes. as well. Um, Holy Family 5, Blake 1. 
this is a strong win for Holy Family. Agreed. And it just proves mm-hmm. that, that Blake is not after that win over Wyzetta, it's been all downhill so far since then, right? Yes, exactly. It has been. Um Little Falls three, Mount West Tonka two. I thought this was an interesting one. Good bounce back win. For yeah, the Flyers. They, they needed yeah. that in Mount Westonka being in this one, right, Carl? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's the first little falls game I've missed this year. Kind of like I'm kinda like <laughs> I'm kinda like the Carl East of Little Falls. Yeah. I've seen four games of theirs this year. And I and if they play Little Falls at home, I'm I'm gonna watch that one for sure. Oh, they have really good announcers. They're really good. I gave them a shout out yeah, on I think I a saw tweet that. this week. Um, I was kind of bummed for them because they were pretty jacked up for that Gentry game, and they just got walloped. Oh. Yeah, Lakeville South six, Prior Lake three. So I saw Prior Lake twice this week. Um, I saw them in a running time game against Shakopee. They looked very good, but and did they ever get into running time with Lakeville South? It's close. Lake no, but yeah. <laughs> Lakeville South controlled this game from start to finish. Was it once five nothing? No, it was four nothing. Four. Okay, sorry, I thought it was five nothing. But no, fr- it, it was four nothing. Yeah, and then I put up my tweet saying, "Oh, Lakeville South's great." Then Pyro Lake scored two goals immediately. Okay, sorry. And then that's <laughs> so I would say that Lakeville South won the first period, won about all but four minutes of minutes, the yeah, yeah <laughs> of the second period, and the third period was kind of even hockey. But at that point, it didn't matter. And so yeah. this Lakeville South team is big. They are thick. They can skate. They know where each other is. And I'm going to go on record. I think they have a Mr. Hockey finalist in Cade Aaron Holtz. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Will he be on our show this year? He could be. All right. Could I've be. Inter- we interviewed him last mm-hmm. year. Funny and, kid, wasn't he? Yeah, very funny kid. Great and, personality. And the funny part about Kate last year, he was huge. Okay, <laughs> because he's a linebacker for oh, one yeah. of the top football yeah. schools in the state. Yeah. And he had D1 offers to play college football as a linebacker. And he is that big on the ice and he can skate and he scored two goals in this game. Imagine what he looked like as a peewee. Just try to imagine. It was bowling ball. so hard to stop him. Yeah, he is. He's a good player and a player to keep an eye out. The, the whole top line is, and then then they have Jack Novak on the second line right now. Who is the top? Line? Yeah, with, is it Ludke and yeah. Baki? Maybe correct. See, Baki yep, seems yep. to pumping a lot that of goals. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Baki's pumping in a lot of goals, but he's also really fitting well on this top line. I have not seen Lake Vassal even on video. Is is Austin Stone King, Demar, uh, Austin? Doms? Who, who, Doms. who, who makes Doms. their second line? Uh, Doms does. He's Doms. with Novak, right, Carl? Yeah. Yep, and scored twice in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, I would say their two-line punch is some of the best in the state, and then their defense is very good as well with Molinsky on the back end. Okay. So uh, yep. they were impressive. They were a state tournament team for well, sure. Pretty much a given. Yeah. They, I think I texted Carl like they have the easiest walk I have ever seen into a state tournament. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll be a if and they'll, they'll be, be a, a top, top five, top for four. Sure, they, they'll be a yep. two. They'll, they'll two be or playing three. Friday night. I think so. 
I have confidence in that. Yeah. Unless uh, they get Duluth East. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest. That's a bigger that if than Kate Harrod yeah. Aaron Holtz. I also yeah. want to yeah. say that this might be the best team that Yanni has ever coached. Wow. Yeah, and oh, I've, 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 like I've like that. Yeah. I saw a lot of his Burnsville teams because yeah, I know, and they were very good. Very good. Those but, Besser teams. Yeah, Besser and Sean. Borchardt, and it, like this, uh, they had a really good teams. But I think this is his most complete team. Okay, all right, I like it. Um, Stillwater three, Woodbury one. I just want to. Level set you. I know. Cretan I here. bypassed that one too for signet. That that would have taken up too much room. On yeah, way too many yeah. Twitter characters for that one to make significant scores. As Carl said, Creighton three, Roseville one. Another one. Right. We there. need to learn more. Delano seven, Litchfield one. This was an eye popper for me because it's I didn't like catch that one. Yeah, thank you. Someone yeah. woke, woke up the tiger. <laughs> Someone the dragon <laughs> so woke up the tiger. So is this after the Breck loss? Yes. Oh, so they yeah. got their bag skate and now they're ready. Okay, all right. Apparently, I just want to make sure we got these in in chronological order. Yes, going yes. Left this to is, right. This is left to Good. right across so your radio the dial. The tiger is awake. Maybe. Uh, but again, to put the separation on Maple Grove, eight to two over Blaine, eight to two. Yeah, it, it's what did yeah. we say? There's there's, there's Maple, Maple Grove, Grove and over, over about a mile behind them, and then five miles behind them is a group of just teams average. with a few missing pieces. Yeah, put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's still way better than that suburban east thing. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> sure. Way better. Um, Eden Prairie, Minnetonka. It's the 14 to 3 game. <laughs> it's 9 to 5. Yeah, EP. same thing. Carl, uh, did you watch this one, Carl? I did, and it was it was plenty entertaining. It was race horse hockey back and forth and back and forth, and the top Eden Prairie line with, you know, um, Colton Batchelder and Blake could basically score at will. I, I, I would say that. In this game, they looked the caliber of the Grand Rapids top line a couple of years ago. They were that good. It's wow. absolutely good everywhere. Um, yeah, and but maybe kind of like that Rapids team, you you do wonder a little bit about the back end. You know, they're they're not flawless, but they are fun to watch. I can only imagine what Goldie was thinking in that game. Like <laughs> after you know the first period or second period, you go into the locker room. What do you say? Like, dude, play defense. Can They're, we get in Benetonka front of a puck? Yeah, Benetonka cannot possibly play that style of hockey in 2AA and expect to advance. No. And this is, like you said, Tony, this is a good section win as well for Eden Prairie. Not a slam on Goldie. I'm just no. saying. No. <laughs> I bet he was, what little hair he has on his head was ripping out. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, they had a burst. I mean, they were down 4-1. to one. They roared back and tied it up and, like, oh, hey, could be a game, but then then Eden Prairie hit, hit the gas pedal again, and right. they were gone. Yeah, Eden Prairie is a gas pedal team, I would say, this year. Um, mm-hmm. When they want to do it, they can really – they can pump you. Yeah. Um, St. Thomas Academy 5, Hill Murray – or St. Thomas Academy 6. 6. Hill Murray 5. Did they get – again, I'm watching Twitter and yeah. broadcasting games last night, just sure. kind of keeping an eye. Did they get a power play in overtime, yes. and then they finished – who got the goal? 
Ooh. For STA. I don't think Hill's Twitter handle tweeted that out. No, they didn't. That's why I'm like, yeah, no. who scored um, it? Did it? Beep, beep, Obviously, you guys beep, didn't beep, watch beep. it. No, no. Why would I watch the St. Thomas game? No, I'm kidding. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> give me a second. Talk about something else, you guys, between friends. Uh, so, how about the weather? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, I really think you look at this. St. Thomas's need needs to outscore their opponents to win. I think you look at their. They were a defensive stalwart a year ago. Not this year. Oh, cool! The hub doesn't even show the, the box. Score. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like, <laughs> so. Anyways, just St. Thomas, let us know who scored the yeah uh, love the game to hear winner. That one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, you look at their scores. They're winning seven to five, five to four. Like was it nine to five against Hastings? Yeah, something weird like that. So mm. they they really need to outscore their opponents and to win games. It looks like, and I don't. It, that's a lot different than what they were last year. Correct. Maybe they need to go back. I need to bring adopt. the two or three back. Yeah, bring back, adopt the uh, <laughs> that little child they played last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, Rosemount four, Lakeville North three in overtime. This is just to gauge you where Rosemount is. Yep. And Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're better than most of the teams in the South Suburban, but they're not on the level of. They're Pyre not. Lake or Lakeville South. Yeah, so just... Well, except they tied Pyre Lake, so maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have, Tony. That's it? That's it. Not a lot of juicy, juicy ones this week. Lots of great um, games this week. Next week will be just as juicy, I could imagine. Yeah, I would think so. Cougar juicy. Cougar juicy. <laughs> Very cougar juicy. Uh, well, that'll wrap it up. Um, we will take it into an interview with Hermantown senior Joey Pierce. Well, thank you, Tony. Uh, we are joined with Joey Pierce, senior defenseman from Hermantown and University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldog commit. Joey, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good, good. Um, how cold is it up there? I guess <laughs> let's start with that. We asked Carl uh, earlier. Yeah, I was in my car a little bit ago. It said negative five. Oof. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's gotten warm. (laughs) It's gotten warm. Minus 17 at 7 a.m. this morning when I pulled in the Rochester rink. So I'm sure what it was worse. (laughs) I saw saw a tweet up in Roseau at the Bantam tournament, minus 27. Yeah, you don't want to leave the skates in the car that day. (laughs) No, no. Um, So... Tony, take it away. Joey, let's talk a little youth hockey memories. Uh, I remember uh, Joe Biondi, ironically enough, uh, when we were putting together our first Pee Wee Challenge, says, you got to get this kid from Ely. He's awesome, Joey Pierce. And you came down and you played in our first one. And then you were an underager, so we got you into the next one. What do you remember about being on a team with, like, Jackson Coons and Landon Parker and probably the best blue liner Pee Wee Challenge has ever seen? What do you remember about that tournament? (laughs) Yeah, so I had played with Koontz and Parker and Grammar a lot in the summer before then. And then we were also with, uh, like, Palatichuk and Middlestead. And it was just pretty crazy to be around all those guys that you look at now and think uh, a lot of those guys are going to play in college hockey soon. And so look back when we were 12 years old, it's pretty crazy. We were all together on one team, and that's probably why we won. 
Uh, so you, you guys walked away with that tournament. I think you guys were like the Buckeyes or something in that tournament. But what did you remember coming down when you came to the Pee Wee Challenge or, or our camp at the U of M and had your, you know, being from Ely, I mean, this is a tiny, tiny town with not a lot of great hockey tradition. What was, what had happened to you and, and what did it do for your motivation? Yeah. Um, all the YHH stuff is great just cause in the winter I was on B teams always cause that's all we had. And so just to be against that better competition, I thought was, uh, it was the best hockey I was playing all year. And so it was really fun to just come down and be around all these guys at that age. You're just having fun in the hotels and outside of the rink, you're having a ton of fun. And it's uh, pretty cool to look at where we all are now. It is pretty neat. Well, let's talk about the move from Ely then, probably, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, what year was it, 8th grade or 7th grade that you moved from Ely? It to... was uh, right after my 8th grade year. Okay. So walk us through kind of the move over why and, like, maybe where did you look to move type of thing? Yeah, so uh, I – played high school in eighth grade in Ely with my brother, which was just a ton of fun um, to be able to play with him. He was a senior that year. And then he kind of actually pushed my parents a little bit too and just said, like, you got to get him somewhere else that he can skate all year round, um, which I'm pretty thankful he did that. And so we kind of looked at all options. We looked at some, like, prep schools like Shattuck, and then luckily my parents were able to decide that we could move as a family and um we we looked at both Duluth East and Hermantown and we were walking out of Duluth East school and just being pretty overwhelmed kind of kind of from a school of either my grade was 40 kids and um East was just huge and um so I was overwhelmed after that visit and then we went to Hermantown and it's obviously still quite a bit bigger um but it was it felt a lot more similar to Ely, and I think that was a big reason we chose Hermantown. And also, I was just, I probably knew more people at East um, before I moved, but I just was, the school is pretty much what it came down to. Did a hockey player do your tour for both, or was it just a random kid? No, I just had tours actually. Oh, okay. This, this isn't a private school, Danny. That's not how it works. <laughs> okay, fine. I had different experiences. Yeah, us poor public school kids never really got that kind of treatment. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, Tony, what else? Let's talk about the history of Duluth East, and we have a Duluth East guy here. Of uh, 22 years without playing East, you guys play them this week. Carl, let's get a, give uh, Joey a little bit of a history lesson or from the East perspective of why they haven't played for 22 years. <laughs> oh, sure. As if this is my house somehow biased. But right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so, so what, what happened was um, – so everyone will agree on this much. So up until 1999, Hermantown had never beaten East. And then in, in the 98-99 season, uh, Hermantown did finally beat East, and they won the Lake Superior Conference. So that much is accepted by everyone. That's it? That's the um, whole story? I was, I was waiting there. <laughs> that to... much is, yeah. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> is accepted by so, everyone. <laughs> my version? So, can I give no, my yeah, version? Let me keep going. Let all me right, keep going. All right, okay, all right, fine. All right. So... 
the common story you'll hear at this point is that East was scared because they lost to Hermantown, and so they're never going to play him again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the reality of it is that, and you, you can go back and find old news clippings on this, it did happen. Um, the Lake Superior Conference at that time um, voted to kick out three schools. <laughs> they kicked out the two smallest schools, uh, Silver Bay and Two Harbors, and then the biggest school, which was East. And so, um, so, and and Hermantown was was one of the schools that voted to kick out East, for the record. Well, why not kick out so, the Wisconsin school? Are they uh, in the well, conference? There were, two, there, there were two Wisconsin schools at the time. I believe Ashland was still in the conference then too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this, this goes way back. But um, apparently, they thought you know, like 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 Joey, uh, he thought East was just too big for the conference. <laughs> <laughs> way to tie so, it back and, to the gas yeah, car. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I got. I have. Slightly, but but so clearly, I mean, East then took advantage of the situation and said, okay, we're not going to schedule teams that are local competition for players. I mean, I readily concede that. But over the years, it also sort of turned into a, a thing where it became sort of a northern pride thing for for, for East and all of 218, really, where it's like, okay, you know, we, we want the best team to be playing at AA. We know that Herman Town can compete at AA, so if you want to play East, come up and play AA. And they did the same thing with Marshall, and where Marshall was single A. Um, as soon as they jumped up, hey, First call was from East. They're back in the schedule, so you can disagree with with the reasoning, but that that's that's why Mike Randolph has done what he's done. Well, I have a version, and this is from straight from Bruce Plant. Um, they decided when they won the game or won the conference. I think they had a very nice celebration, and I'm not sure that the Duluth East kids and parents and school had much appreciation for their celebration and that was it the chicken dance i don't know what that they do i don't know but whatever happened i don't think east appreciated so this all this is what built the rivalry which is till today there's a rivalry and they don't play each other but they're bitter rivals isn't that just a the oddest thing carl Yep, it's it's a cold war. It is a cold war. Long running cold war. Which so, then no, brings back to Joey. Joey. What do you think about this whole as a kind of an elite kid, what do you think of this whole rivalry and how excited are you for the weekend? This the game the two games this year. Yeah, I think uh I know when they finally got this on their schedule, there's actually I just saw a coach that day, and he goes, well, they're on our schedule. only took a goal pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're all pretty excited. We already know what to expect. We know they'll have some kind of system we'll have to play against, and uh, we're just going to try to play our game. And yeah, it's definitely a that the whole town is talking about. Yeah, there's no doubt the whole town will be talking about it. That's for sure. <laughs> And it's and it's sad that it has to happen in a year where there's going to be 150 of us in the ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, okay, where, where do we go with this you, next, boss? We're going to go into the, the lightning round. Lightning round. All right, Are you ready for this, Joey? Yeah. All right. I okay. can't. I'm going to sit back and listen. I love this part. Okay, Carl, you want to go first, or you want me to? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, favorite rink in the state, Joey. Uh, it's got to be Rapids. Wow, I was right in pre-show when I just randomly said yeah. IRA. Um, <laughs> and then favorite Bulldog past or present? Ooh, uh, probably Neil Pionk. Ooh, good one. Good. Good Neil. Um, 
Favorite coach, youth or high school? Ooh, uh, coach Andrews. Um, favorite youth tournament ever played in? Don't say one of Tony's. Don't say one of Tony's. I'll go to the Rose Attorney as a Bantam. That was just fun to have everyone there and good experience for sure. Who's your favorite teammate? <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of good ones. Probably can't pick one specific one. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite game you ever played in? Uh, Cathedral last year at State. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Did you get in the? Were you in the scrap or were, were you on the bench? No, I was on the ice, and all four coaches were just looking at me, knowing I can't get up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, Carl. Um. So if you can't pick a, a favorite teammate, can you at least pick a least favorite one? <laughs> um. Uh. Me and Cole have been going out a lot in practice lately. Who was that? <laughs> Cole Ancliffe. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, biggest regret or game you would want to take back? Um, I don't know that. Okay. <laughs> that was a softball. Yeah, I know. Saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pre-game meal. Uh, Panera with some of the teammates. That's like an old person restaurant, Joey. <laughs> Perkins is an old person restaurant. No, Perkins is awesome. No. Everybody loves Perkins. Gross. <laughs> Panera, it's like, hi, grandma, great aunt, <laughs> you know, somebody. And it's like, what? Do you have an ethyl meet here every week? Like, that's Panera to me. All right. <laughs> um, best jersey on the Iron Range. Oh, Iron Range. Um, Rapids, I think, is just clean. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Okay. What's the final score going to be of the Hermantown East game? <laughs> I'll go 4 nothing. I would have said 7 1. <laughs> just to put it in running time. Yes. Um, okay, if you could pick any school. Double A or A to win state against who would it be? Um, oh, probably EP. Okay, hmm. like that yeah, one. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Carl. Uh, so, so that's uh, that was a hypothetical for anyone. But what will happen in Hermantown season this year? Uh, I see us playing with the Bullocks. Yes. Hmm. We see like we see like. <laughs> um okay, favorite state tournament tradition at Hermantown. Um probably I think we take a school bus and I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> you mean uh, that's for real, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we kinda just have to hate people ask who getting a coach bus because it's absolutely not. Yeah, that's a cool tradition, actually. That is cool. Um, that's all I have, Carl. Did you have anything more? Nope, we're, we're done. Oh, nice. All right, so, Joey, we're going to do some games of the week that don't fit into Pick'ems that Danny will share, and then right after that we'll do Pick'ems. You want to stick around and take your shot? Yeah, for sure. All right. 
Okay, so got Creighton versus Forest Lake. This could be a really good um, win for Forest Lake, and I'm, Creighton needs to right the ship. I'm eyeballing that game big y- time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it will probably be streamed, I'm guessing. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for it again. I'm going to watch my, my buddy at, Lake, Forest, at Forest Lake, Lake again. Uh, <laughs> Hermantown to Duluth East, as we have beaten to death this, this week. Uh, St. Paul Johnson, Gentry Academy in a 4A mm-hmm. tilt. Uh, Rozo goes to East Graham Forks um, to go shopping, probably, and to play hockey. Uh, <laughs> Eden- <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Eden Prairie and Wyzetta play on Saturday, and that should be a fun mm-hmm. late conference game. Delno and Matamidi. Matamidi and Orono. So we'll, we'll get to see where Matamidi stacks up against the 2A folks. And Edina and Minnetonka play on Saturday as well. Be a good one. That'll mm-hmm. be a good one. And that's kind of what I got over here. Carl, right. Carl, Carl did, what did, you I, got? did I miss anything? Uh, I think you got them all. It's, it was a rough week for picking, choosing pickums because there was just not a lot of great double A options. No. But, but we found some good class A ones. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and we got a Class A player here. Let's see if he can win. Win. Let's see if he can uh, show us how it's done. Um, first game, uh, a Section Two battle. Uh, Delano and Mound uh, will toil. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go Delano. I I gotta think it's Delano, but Mound has been kind of scrappy this year. Carl, what do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think Delano is, needs to right right the ship here. And they lost to them earlier, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. That's what got everyone's yeah. attention. Danny, what do you think? I still don't think the ship is right, Ooh, correct, uh, yet. So I'm, I'm going to go a mound here, and I think uh, they're going to say that um, 2A is a lot more wide open than we think it is. I think it is, too. All right, Joey, uh, your first crack at it. Uh, who do you like, Delano or Mound in this one? I'll take Delano. All right. I like that All pick. Right. I like that pick. All right. You go third this time, Joey. Uh, Rozo and Moorhead. Uh, where is this game being played? At the Matt Cullen Memorial <laughs> <laughs> Museum. I don't know. Uh, Moorhead. Moorhead Sports Center. You dead? All right. <laughs> wow. News. <laughs> That'd be big news. Uh, okay, Carl, yeah. that was good. That was really good. I hope not. Uh, that would be news. Uh, who do you got, Carl? Oof. It's 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 kind of tempting to pick Moorhead in this one because they're a young team. They're coming on. They've had a couple better results lately, but I still think Rozo is the team to beat in AAA until, until, until proven otherwise. Different. Okay. All right, Danny, what do you think? Yeah. Rozo does a really good job playing at the Mac Holland Memorial <laughs> Museum, so <laughs> I'm going to go Rozo here. I think they bounce back after a kind really? of a sluggish wow. week. Okay, I'm waiting to hear what Joey's got on this one. And, and uh, that's if players are back for Rozo, too. We oh. know some players are out, okay. as you recall from News and Nuggets, yeah. Tony. Yeah, sure. All right, Joey. <laughs> we already talked about it. <laughs> we already talked about uh, it. I'll take Morgan. I've seen them win some games. They're probably a young, excited team right now. All right, well, I'm going to agree with Mr. Pierce on this one. I think Moorhead is... Already, that sophomore class, which is a special group, is already starting to shine. Um, I think they will win this game. So I'm going Moorhead. 
on that one. Next game is a late conference special. Uh, Danny, you get to go first on this one. Two teams in the lake that are kind of on the rise, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Wyzetta and Edina. Um, as Coach O'Leary said earlier, Wyzetta's scoring, and they're scoring in bunches. So I this is the first time ever that I'm going to say that they're going to score more goals, but they will. You're, you're going to have them beating them. Yes, Trojans. I love how you try to do this thing there where, like, we've already talked to them minutes ago, even though it was, like, yesterday. 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 Yep. All right. Well, I'm trying to, like, not make sure that you don't sound like an idiot in this portion of the show. It's easy. It doesn't take that much work, Danny. I am an idiot, okay? Uh, Joey, what do you got? Why is that any Dinah? I'm going to go why is that all right, there's two Wyzettas. Um, I'm going to go against your new best friend, Pat O'Leary, and I'm going to take my <laughs> best friend, Kurt Giles. He oh, does he talk too much? <laughs> yes, or he does. He just Once stare? a year, he calls me and says, we're in your tournament. Click. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Click. That's that's my conversation oh, with Kurt like every year. play for the North Stars? <laughs> Dial tone. <Click. laughs> we're buddies. All right, Carl, last one. <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm tempted to take you down again since they paid off for me last week, but uh, I am going to stick with Wyzetta. I, I like the way they're going. All right. I'm different on a lot of these ones. I'm either going to be really good next week or Real really bad. bad. All right, here's another Class A tilt. Uh, Dodge County and Mankato East. I don't know when this game is, but I might go it's to that one. It's Saturday oh, night. Gee. Oh, Saturday night? Yeah, like I might be able to make that one. I yeah. might have make that one. Uh, it. This is uh, Joey's turn to go first. Dodge County, Brody Lamb, Mankato East, Leighton Liffrig. Who do you like? I'm a big fan of Liffrig. Um, playing against him in the Elite League. I'm going to take him. All right, Man- Mankato East. What makes him good, Joey? It's just tough to play against down low in corners and stuff. Not fun. To... All right. Uh, oh, I'm next. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Do you Make... like cougars or cats? Mm. I'm going to go cougars. I'll go Mankato East. Drinking the juice. <laughs> drinking the, drinking drink the cougar juice. juice. <laughs> They had shirts made that said cougar juice on it, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> Carl. It's one of our podcast partners' achievements. But yes. um, in, the, in, this, in this battle of teams that Joey's team may beat by 10 in the state tournament. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pumping the guests now. <laughs> wow. And gassing I, the pickums. <laughs> I'm going to take Dodge County. <laughs> Dodge County. Wow. He, he just punched... Two schools right in the mouth. They had no idea. They're like, la, 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 this is a fun podcast. Oh, they're talking about us. Boom, right in the face. And then it's like, oh, don't worry, Dodge County. I still like you enough to pick you. I mean, I'm still going to go out with you, but I just want you to know you're a two. Jeez, that was harsh. Danny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going Mankato East. I I do like the Cougars got right the now. Got the Cougar juice going. I like the Cougar juice. All right. It's back to me. We got the final game. I hate being first when this, because this is where I get stuck every time, okay? Um, although I do believe, 
This this is not a shtick. I think Grand Rapids is the better team, and I think that Hermantown has played a fairly light schedule. And Rapids has played a tougher schedule. They've played tougher opponents, and I'm not sure Hermantown will be able to adjust that quickly in this game. So I'm going to take Grand Rapids. Sorry, Mr. Pierce. I'm picking against you. (laughs) Carl. Grand Rapids, Hermantown. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a Duluthies grad mulling this one. Can I take a 0-0 zero, zero tie? No. no <laughs> yeah, that's really. a possibility. <laughs> no, but um, you know, I think the key stat here is three. That's the number of goals Grand Rapids has given up all year. Really? Um, yeah. defense is great. Yep. So I'm going Rapids. Nice. Okay, Danny. I'm not only contractually obligated to pick Grand Rapids mm-hmm. because they're my You are, but you've broken the contract many times, mind you. Yeah, but I'm also contractually obligated to pick against Hermantown. That's true. <laughs> and so <laughs> I I do agree with Carl. This defense that Grand Rapids is throwing out there is really good. All right. All right, Joey. Just for the record now, your favorite rink, as documented by this show, <laughs> is IRA. <laughs> right? You said it on the show. It's your favorite rink. What it's, do you think? Could you pick Rapids in this one? They're double A. You give no chance <laughs> against them. <laughs> no, I'm definitely staying. Okay, right. fine, fine. Nice try, <laughs> nice try. Well, that was a, a really fun interview and a, and a really fun show. Thanks to our sponsor, the Red and Black League, for their constant sponsorship of our show. We really appreciate that. Appreciate you, Danny, for Danny and Carl putting together a great show. And especially you, Joey. Thanks for coming on the show and, and making it a great show. And Pat O'Leary. Joey. Say yeah, thanks. thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Good luck, Joey. On. And, yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you around the rink soon. Good luck this week in your two big games. Thank you. That was Joey Pierce, and again, a huge shout out to Pat O'Leary for joining us as well on this week's <laughs> Boys High School Hockey Podcast.